What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the Fight Club breaking down one of the biggest cards in the last five years. Javante Tank Davis versus King Ryan Garcia and what happened this weekend. And as always, go down and like and subscribe, comment what you thought of the card, what you thought of the knockout, and this, what your thoughts on boxing all together right now. As always, I'm Paul Pickle I'm Concha, and I'm joined with... You already know, man. It's that boy, Kev. Water boy, boy, aka the street fight enthusiast. And this was a doozy, man. Hey, Paul, bro, I heard they made some bread for this fight. But 1.2 million pay per view buys. I mean, I know this number isn't official. This is just what media and outlets have been saying. They say the official numbers will come Friday. But 1.2 is the number that even Eddie Hearn hasn't even disputed. And he loves to talk shit on uh, PBC and shit. And then uh, the live gate, 22.8 million. Top five all time at um, T-Mobile Arena. Not in all of Nevada. Oh, in all of Nevada. Okay, I didn't know if it was just the arena or Nevada altogether. Yeah, top five, bro. That's crazy. That's pretty fucking crazy. So, like, the only fights that – that's pretty much saying the only fights that have ever outsold this one were Mayweather, Mayweather, McGregor, and Canelo. That was it. And then – so that means any fights that ever outsold this were, like, a rumble in the jungle, like going all the way to Saudi Arabia, where like they literally are bringing people from all over the world, and the country is paying and sponsoring for these people to be and they have mega stadiums. Yeah, like super stadiums that they hold the World Cup in. Like I was looking at some of the um Japanese stadiums that they that they used to do um that they do some events in, and them just hold minimum fifty thousand people. Oh yeah, that's why their cards are so electric, bro. Because there's just a, a fucking sea of people out there. Bro, I can't wait to see anyway's numbers next week. Oh, with Fulton, yeah. Anyway, Fulton might, might do some big numbers over there. Oh, uh, yeah. But this card, I mean, I just to talk about the star power of Tank and uh, Garcia, the co-main event, which only lasted about a minute or two, with David Morrell uh, getting the first-round KO, they showed the, the crowd during the co-main event and swear there's only like 40 people there. There was there was no one in the stand, and then all of a sudden, as they're because I, I swear it took like a good hour before the fight started for the main event, but by the time uh, yeah. the fight started, it was packed. No, I was at, I thought that was funny because me and my dog were on watching it, and I was like, "Yo, you see what happened? You see what's gonna happen?" They didn't expect that last fight to end that fast, so now we gotta wait. And they didn't believe me, and I was like, "Nope, I'm gonna get a notification when them boys when them boys walk." No more gonna have to wait a second. The boys didn't walk to like eleven. That fight ended at like ten o five. Yeah, and David Morrell made he made that shit look super easy to retain his regular super middleweight title. But he called out David Benavides, and I mean there's gonna be one David at the one sixty eight, and they're saying that that fight like the paperwork's already almost done. And if that fight gets like gets done, Canelo is gonna be forced to fight the winner of that. Like the winner will become a mandatory. I had no choice. So that's the fight I really want. I can post this fight. Like, I'm just like, oh, shit, that David Morrell versus David Benavides, 168. That, that shit is going to be a banger. And also, Benavides was there. Him and uh, Kayla Plant took a picture together. Kayla Plant, like, took a selfie with him. You know, David Benavides turns the ops into fans. No, 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 no. My boy, Kayla Plant, he earns everybody's respect at the end of every fight. <laughs> No, you, ain't, you ain't got to like my dog, but you don't respect. <laughs> you go, it's like Canelo did it, and now Benavidez. Uh, but I mean, you 
I think did you say the middle round KO or did you say late round? KO? I remember Marcus said championship round KO. I can't remember if you said like eighth round KO or. So somebody, I was talking to somebody that watched the podcast, and they said I said seven because they texted me, "Bro, you called it." But I haven't. I didn't get a. I rewatched it, but like I was kind of faded. So like I like to listen to music when I get faded. So I'm missing. So I was missing what um. I was missing, I missed that part, but I'm just like, what the fuck did I call? Because I had been at the night I was calling eight. I kept calling eighth, 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 and he got stopped in the middle of the seventh. But it's like, I might have called seventh on the podcast, and like I really should be flexing that I called this shit. I'm just mad because I took the over seven. We all took the over seven and a half, and or it was six and a half when we were on the podcast, but when I went to bet it, the line moved to seven and a half for the over under, and I was like, fuck, like. I don't like seven and a half. I like six and a half, but I guess I'll take the over seven and a half. And of course, it doesn't cash because fucking Garcia couldn't get up from the uh, body shot. What are your thoughts on the body shot, though? Because I think we didn't I, even I, introduce the fight like we supposed to. Man. Oh, I thought we was just hopping in it. Hey, man, if you didn't, motherfucking no. The biggest fight we probably seen, especially at the lighter weights. In probably the last five years, I've only been watching boxing for a good four and a half, so five years. Probably one of the biggest fights. Bigger than Tyson Fury versus Wilder a million times. Bigger than motherfucking the Spence Crawford fight that didn't happen yet. Bigger than Eusek Joshua. Bigger than a lot of motherfucking shit. Bigger than Devin Haney um, getting the belts from Ken Bosa's. Like, big motherfucking boxing shit just happened this weekend. We had Ryan the King Garcia losing to that boy Gervonta Tank Davis by knockout. And when I tell you, Paul, when you saw that knockout, I know saw that knockout. I'm telling you, man, I didn't see. Did you see the punch at first? I didn't see the punch at first, but when he went down, when he went down, I was like, it had to been a body shot by the way he went down. When he put his hand to the ground. And I was just like, all right, this is what I talked about on the podcast was he's going to get back up. Like, he's going to find a way to get back up and survive. But then he was looking the ref in the eyeballs, and I was like, oh, no, this ain't good. Like, this ain't good. I, I can just tell on his face, like, this ain't good. I, it was when he hit seven. So, like, I missed the shot, too. Like, I was looking by some. We all saw him go down. We saw him backing up. And when he was backing up, it looked like he was retreating. I was like, damn, is Tink really that menacing right now? Like, for me. And then when he fell, I was like, oh, that's poetic justice. But it was once the ref hits. I thought he was getting up until the ref hits seven. And I looked and I was like, oh, he don't got it in him. He don't got it in him. Like, like it was it was around eight is when he looked at the ref and was like, fuck. But, like, it was this. Once the ref hits seven, I was like, oh, he don't got it in him. He would have he been. He's supposed to be. Checking the yeah, like right now. when he when his knee was still on the canvas at seven, I was like, "This is over." Like, like you got at least oh. getting up, telling the ref, "I'm good." Here's my gloves. And it's crazy how lit, um, how quick Tank can get turned. Like it's crazy. That boy got stupid lit. But it's funny because that body shot was crazy nice. They said it wasn't exactly in the kidney, but like where that or it wasn't exactly in the liver. They said, but. Those shots like that, especially for somebody that can hit hard as fuck, like Tank, like Tank, that should have shut down your entire body. Like, your brain might still be working, but, like, nothing else wants to move. Uh, and, I mean, I should have known. 
I think it's just I I don't like the the casual fans that put Tank as such a high like thing. But I mean, this year Tank has proven why people put him at such a high caliber because. I don't want people to blow off this Ryan Garcia win, like, oh, it's still not a bell. It's like, no, nah, like, he took a pretty damn hard fight, and he made, I won't say he made it look easy, but there, this was a different tank because he didn't take off the early rounds. He was winning a lot of the early rounds, and I was just like, fuck, like, there goes my game plan for how Garcia was going to win right out the window because by the middle rounds, I was just like, fuck, like, Garcia either has to turn it up a lot and do a lot the second half of the fight or start dropping him or doing something start doing something, like to win the judges because like tank was showing that he's not just a power puncher he he's got the skill and i was like this little motherfucker does it again nah i feel that man look at this sleepy ass nigga right here can't join the podcast and shit <laughs> what motherfucking bella's badass it was the it was the it was the drop in the second yeah badass it was a it was a drop in the second round because i thought ryan was winning the second round and let me pull up the judges. Yeah, especially because he came but out I, blitzing. He can, when he when he rushed his ass into the corner and was landing some shots. I was like, okay, like this is, this is I've never seen Tank have to fight somebody like this before. And yeah, then people were breaking it down. He did it perfectly because he did it where he was at the ropes and Tank didn't have anywhere to be able to generate the power and uh, counter. But then he got a little careless with it when they're in the middle of the ring. And then that's when Tank had like his full range of motion to be able to turn his hips, land a counter punch, and exactly what he did in that middle of that second round. And it's it, it, to me, it changed the whole fight. Garcia after that was just a little bit more tentative. Like okay, that that aggressive nature he showed in the second round went away. No, that shit was pos. That shit was fine, man. I mean, I feel like that was a really good game plan. And dang, I can't find the scorecards. But um, oh, it was ten nine, ten nine, ten ten. For the second round. Because everyone was, how is it not a 10-8 round? Because Tank scored a knockdown. And knockdowns in boxing are supposed to be an automatic 10-8 round. Damn, really? That's crazy. Yeah. That's some boxing ass shit. Oh, I found them. This but I, I can see how they're 10-9 rounds because it was a flash knockdown. Whereas the rest of the round, Garcia won. Yeah. People will be pissed anyway because they think Tank, people are out to get Tank. Nah, so this is fine, right? So this is my this was my point. So a lot of people, so I thought Ryan, I thought Tank won the first round, but a lot of people gave it to Ryan. Two of the judges gave it to Ryan. And then I thought Ryan was winning the second round till he got the knockdown. And it's a good game plan for him to blitz him, for him to take off with him. But there was two times that he got his eyes, and that was when he was blitzing the hooks. Like it was when Ryan was impatient, is the points and times where it looked like this wasn't his fight. And I knew this was going to be a case, but I thought it would have been later in the fight because he would have had, because that's when the dehydration, the um, dehydration might have played a part because later in the fights, the stamina isn't there, the cardio isn't there, the strength you need late in the fight isn't there versus Tank. He can 24-7. He don't turn that shit off. So I thought that was going to be the issue, but it was, he kept spamming those hooks. Like we, uh, we kept saying, all you got is a hook, but we never said throw four in a row. Like, you feel me? Like, and every time he started spamming the hooks, Tank was able to duck them bitches, get low, and that's when he would be able to generate those power sh- those power shots. And that was the end of Ryan Garcia in this fight. I think Ryan fought fucking well. He definitely had my respect after this fight. But you got to be patient, and then Tank is just a fucking animal. And now Tank's looking like, bro, Shakur, Haney, or Buzz. 
Yeah, he has his court date coming up soon. So the, a lot of what a lot of what's stemming on what happens with the rest of his year is gonna follow what happens in like with this court sentencing because we might not be this might have been the last fight of tank for the year hopefully not hopefully he does get a, his third fight because he definitely has a case for fighter of the year with these back-to-back wins and then if he can follow with a third it'll just be the icing on the cake and if the third is haney or uh, shakur which i probably probably think would be haney but um not shakur and he beats haney like it's a shoo-in on fighter of the year for tank Oh, for sure. I mean, I will. This is this 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 puts us great to our next point. And then, but before we get to the next point, Ryan Garcia, his future is fucking. He has still. He has a chance. He has. He's going up in weight. He's going to one forty. He still is there. How many kills is in one forty right now? Like Josh Taylor, Regis Progress, Tia Fimo, uh, Jose Ramirez, even the youngins like Gary Antoine Russell and uh, Brandon Lee. Like one forty is stacked with killers right now. They got killers for days. Ooh. And it's just the Devin Haney soon. Cause like I'm like, I feel like once Devin Haney gets there, nah, this shit is jumping. Cause like people gotta fight each other now. Cause Devin Haney believes in fighting the best fighters. Well, Josh Taylor was undisputed, but he's moving up. He dropped all his belts and he's about to move up after this fight with Tio Fimo. Wait, move up to where? Errol Spencer of course? Yeah, one forty seven. He was already kind of big at one forty. Yeah, so when Josh Taylor moves up, that's gonna be that's gonna be another like he like Haney might do what Josh Taylor did, but Josh Taylor's gonna move up one forty seven himself. So it's also just like those divisions are all getting kind of fun. So hey, Spencer Crawford better hurry up and fight shit because Josh. Yeah, Taylor- I mean, you still got Boots and fucking Virgil Ortiz waiting for their shot in the corner. Hell yeah, but man, so everybody has futures though. But now let's get into the juicy shit, man. So did you hear that Ryan Garcia says that there was a hole, there was a mole in the camp? Hey, things have been confirmed too. From what I keep seeing is like the story keeps progressing, and like I, I'm not sure if I, because I didn't watch the video, but I saw the headline. And it was Tank's Tank was the one talking in the video for like 45 seconds, mm-hmm. and it, I think it was Tank confirming that like yeah, he heard that like the body like that Garcia got dropped in a body shot in camp, and like the body's there for the opening or something like that. So, like, there was, like, mo- that's why I, like, leaned into the fight when they were talking about, yeah, like, you can be training in your garage. We got people there. You can be training in, like, your your bathroom. We got people there. Like, they said that? Not, uh, the trainer said that. The one with the, the clean-ass trainer tank got. Uh, he, like, he, he didn't say the bathroom part, but he did say, you, you can be training at your crib in the garage. We got people there. Like, so he did that's- kind of, like, co- confirm, like, himself, like, Hey, we do by any means necessary on these parts. That's crazy because um, it was funny because like I seen a Twitter video because you know the Twitter detective is fast, so they over here pulling up like Leonard and we talking about something. We know I know everything that Ryan's doing in camp, and then this boy Tank would be like, I already know what Ryan's gonna do. Like and that's how that they were stressing like, yo, all he has is a hook. Because I bet you Ryan was sitting there thinking like, yeah, I've been training the fuck out of this hook. <laughs> yeah, and shit. I mean, and Ryan, he but, did like, a lot of. If he would have used his right, because his right hand hit Gar- uh, Tank in like the sixth round, and it was a clean hit. But everyone kept saying for him, you got to use your right hand, use your right hand. But I'm like, I don't think people also understand. Like, the reason why he kept his right hand here almost the whole fight is because he did not want to get clipped on the chin by Tank. Like, yeah, you should be using your right hand more, but he knew the moment he extended out with that right hand, like, there would have been a split second opening for a counter. And I'm just like, that was like, 
the whole reason he's not using that right hand right now. Not dead ass, man. But all in all, throughout and out, I think this this fight showed a lot about Tank. Showed how good, um, how smart he can fight too. But I think this was a very, this was a very much smarter Tank. This was a, he definitely came out hotter. He came out with better, but he just thought more about it. He wasn't just downloading data. He was giving, and he was giving and getting, doing his best not to receive back. And forced Ryan to stay so um, not defensive, but just very stationary. Like, yo, let's chill. Like. Unless Ryan is a super aggressive, he's Tank had the um, fall. So I was really, I was really happy to see that boy Tank because we might try him on the podcast a little bit, but we do know that like he might not be top ten, but he gets top twenty five. Oh, he cracked the top ten on um. Oh, that's next. That's next. Oh, it's next. All right. Well, you were talking the drama. There was a little bit more drama out outside of the fight. It was the post fight where Oscar De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins didn't show up with Ryan Garcia for the post fight, and it went from. Dinner, like people said, the story changed from De La Hoya saying something about dinner reservations to uh, miscommunication to his latest thing he was saying was they were receiving death threats and they had a, they, they couldn't stay for the post fight. So, like, they're saying, like, Oscar De La Hoya is an all time great liar because this man, oh, yeah. that man is be fucking making up stories on the whim. Like, now his death threats are the reason why he wasn't a presser, post fight presser. But, I mean, in all accounts, it looked like it was all love between Garcia's family and Tank's family post-fight presser. Like, um, they hugged each other's family, shook hands, or all cool. Tank even let that man keep his money. So, like, I don't yeah. know where Oscar De La Hoya is coming in with, like, yeah, we were receiving death threats and we were scared for our lives, so we had a, we we couldn't stay. I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like most times I would have just been like, oh, that's crazy. Oscar De La Hoya is lying ass. But... <laughs> I watched Lennon Ellerby's interview on Ariel Hawani where he really went into depth on how he feels about Oscar De La Hoya. So Lennon Ellerby is a, was, you know, you just said that he was an all-time great liar. Those were his exact words on like Thursday last week. Like those are his exact words. Even Dana like, White, no other promoter likes Oscar De La Hoya. Right. And he, um, he says that he continues to, um, What's the word for? It? He continues to just he's a liar when he does like extra shit. He but he'll always do business with him because at the end of the day, it's business. It's a yeah, it doesn't really give a fuck. It's just business at the end of the day. As long as we're doing good business, everything's straight. So I'm pretty sure that Oscar De La Hoya was probably the most annoying person in this entire process because Ryan Garcia signed off to everything. Immediately. So like some if there was somebody in the way, you could have blamed it on Mayweather promotions back, but it was really probably Golden Boy and his hate for for how much money they made in Mayweather promotions, and then Tank being a new face of this shit, him trying to think that he could finally be able to go up, go um, go up one. But I don't think he thought Ryan was gonna win. I think he hoped he did, but I don't think he saw it coming for it. So him skipping out on the press conference just sounded like some Oscar De La Hoya ass shit. Yeah, I felt I felt for my boy Ryan because they even pulled up like little clips of him looking around, asking somebody, and like you can read his lips. Like you know, people are, like you got the Twitter lip reader, uh, thread people, and they'll just be like, "What what did he say?" And people will just be breaking it down, and it, apparently he was asking like, "Where's Oscar?" And all of a sudden you see him texting on the phone, and like probably texting Oscar, "Where you at?" Nah, that I, that's why that's pretty fucked up, and I just. Like, did you see McGregor going to um the locker room after the fight and then tell um Ryan that he's a champion? Because I think he is. 
this fight to me was very high school. Like it was very the hood niggas that beat the fuck out of everybody and jump and usually jump. But they best young nigga is going against that young is fate is about to go fight that one Spanish nigga one on one. The Spanish and he beats up all the other Spanish jits. But like but he keeps to himself, he's humble, he talks shit, but he's not he's no motherfucker. Pretty boy. He got the yeah, pretty, pretty boy look. Pretty boy, like he's vibing, you feel me? So this was one of those like at the end of the day, Ryan Garcia lost. And I don't think he lost terribly, but that was a shitty way to go out because it was just he's fighting against Tank. He's going to get knocked out. He has a 90, 95% um, knockout percentage. But you have to respect, bro, at the end of the day, he stayed classy. He did his thing. He came out drippy. The fit was stupefied, dear Miri. And he had the, um, the pump-up song. But – like the tweet said, everybody on Twitter saying, we all knew Tank was going to win when he came out to um, Love Sosa. Yeah, that was probably arguably one of the greatest intros I've ever and seen. I saw that shit, and I thought I was just me. Because, like, I just happened to be like, yo, was that Chief Keith? And typically, I mean, I'm not the hate, but usually you can, like, the rapper and the music behind it, it doesn't match up. Like, it's usually, like, bad, like, sound system with him on the mic, and then, Half the time the rapper just stops rapping and just gets lit because like he's realizing himself like this shit this shit ain't working. That shit worked crystal clear. I feel like with Chief, man, that shit was like a little oh. short little concert. I was like, oh shit, like, this is the best walkout like uh, sound quality I've heard by far. That shit was hard. Like that was fine. Uh, but I, enough of the fight and the walkout there. They you had something else you want to get into? You, so. The Ring Magazine top pound pound just came out. ESPN and Ring, both of theirs came out. So I I seen the ESPN one and I was like, I don't know how much people respect ESPN, but let's go, let's do the Ring Ring Magazine pound pound. I know ESPN ESPN had Tank in the top ten. Ring Magazine has. Oh no, no, ESPN left Tank out of the top ten. Ring, okay. Usyk one. NUA number two, Crawford number three, Spence number four, Canelo number five, Bivol number six, but I don't really agree with because he just because Bivol hasn't beat he hasn't beat Bivol yet. But you know, we're not gonna get into that. Lomachenko number seven. I also don't really agree with that one. Josh Taylor, Jamal Charles, and Javante Davis coming in at number ten. How do you feel about this list, my homie? Shakur's not on the top ten. That's right. You see me could drop a couple out of Reese. Okay, yeah. No. Haney's on the top ten. Um, did they put Tyson Fury in the top ten? Nope. Nope. Uh, I know Arthur Better Bev isn't in the top ten, but like him and Bivar, the whole one's holding it down right now. That one seventy five division. Bivar out there, but because he beat Canelo, that's the only reason why they um put him in there. My thing with ESPN's top 10 is, does Stephen A get a vote? Because if he gets a vote, all that shit's invalid to me. Yes, he does, and he, and he put Tank at number one. I know. I was like, I know where you yeah, Tank. Like, I've seen his top five pound-for-pound pound list before. I mean, I don't agree with it. I can see the arguments that are made for Tank in the top 10. And you heard me earlier in this episode, I was saying fighter of the year candidate, especially if he gets the third one. I just – I respect the Ryan Garcia win. I still I still don't have him in my top ten yet. Like like Haney's in the same. I had to break it down to some people because Gabe and uh, Gabe and them didn't understand that. I was like, 
He was like, Tank's not the top dog in his division. He's not champion. I was like, no, there's somebody that has all four of the belts in the same weight class as Tank. Like, he's undisputed champion. And that's the same weight class as Tank. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. Like, there's, that's the top dog of 135 to me, is the one who has all undisputed, youngest ever. And so, in and, and the four belt era, I do have to specify. But, I mean, I still I can see the reason because does does he beat Haney? That's the fight I want to see because Haney controls the ring, uses the jab, uses his pace, kind of hard to touch. But Tank showed me in this fight with Ryan Garcia is just like if you're gonna you're gonna have to box me if you're gonna box me like more than likely I am gonna land one of these heavy ass shots on you, and I'm just yeah. I just, that fight could go either way. So I mean I'm okay with Tank at ten or Haney at ten, but I personally would have Haney at ten. I personally would have Haney at ten. I also would have Shakur in the weight in the um, top ten. But I'm not tripping though because I know he just moved up. So like I'm not tripping. But yeah, that shit's fucked up. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I got anyway number one, truthfully. I, I me too personally is anyway and Usyk are like one and two for me. Truthfully, I fuck with Usyk. He the man. He got his history. I didn't know that he um got put all got um all the belts together cruiserweight. But not anyway. Does on the not... road also, he did. Yeah. He did the road warrior cruiserweight and in heavyweight. People, I respect it, but nah, that that boy anyway is nice. Like his power is crazy. So you said you named the uh, ESPN or was that? Uh, that was the ring. That was the ring. ESPN's top ten is Terrence Crawford one, anyway two, Usyk three, Earl Spence four, Canelo five, Bivol six. Tyson Fury seven, uh, Alter Betterbiev at eight, Shakur at nine, and Haney at ten. That's better. I'm not gonna lie, but, ESPN like Stephen A. may have had it. Stephen A. may even spit him into this one. Yeah, that's better. I will say that because I think the ring one was kind of yeah. The ring's gonna change like five more times this year because Crawford and Spence is definitely gonna have to fight. Anyway, he's going to fight um, Bolton. And then Usyk, who the fuck is Usyk going to fight? He's going to fight Daniel Dubois, most likely. Okay, and then if you keep him at number one after anyway beats Bolton, I would literally buy the magazine just to, just to use it to wipe my ass. And uh, Shakur called out Tank. I mean, he didn't call out Tank, but he said that he's ready for Tank and he knows Tank would be the A-side and everything. I mean, he is the guy, but he feels like he's ready. But he knows Tank has all the leverage. It's up to him, basically, how he said it. And I'm not sure if Haney chimed in, but I'm pretty sure Haney said something also. I wouldn't be shocked if Haney said something. Haney's only fighting the best. Like unless unless he beats Lomachenko and moves him up moves moves up after this fight after um being Lomachenko. Haney is taking on either one of those two. I'm telling you. Haney only fights the best. Uh, he was mad they had to fight Cambosis twice. He's like, he's not the best. And I don't agree with Loma in the top ten. I love Loma, but like after what I saw him do against Jermaine Ortiz in his last fight, I mean, there's no way you can say he's top ten. He won his fight, but there's no way he's top ten anymore. Bro, I love Canelo with everything in my heart, but I can't put him over Bivol just because he beat an older Triple G. Uh, facts, super facts. Like I watched Bivol beat you, homie. Like I, I grabbed the gun. I grabbed the gun and I was pulling up. <laughs> History would be so different if. They didn't give it a draw that first Triple G Canelo fight. If they would have been just Triple G won that fight in the first one, 
feel like it would have been a way different history right now. We probably would have never even seen Canelo B-Ball because he probably would have never kept moving up. Yeah, that's great. I bet you they was like, yo, bro, you fucking up the business plan, Triple G. We're we not going to say you lost, but we can't say you won. <laughs> uh, but I mean, other than that, I mean, Joe, Joe Cordina, shout out my, my Wellish Warrior. That boy got the win. He reclaimed his IBF title that was, in my opinion, wrongfully taken from him. Sparks off, rock, rock, men off. I mean, completely. I think he dropped him in the second round or th um, and from like third round into the sixth round, that boy was just in his flow. Like, like they're talking, like even, even the commentators are saying like this man, he's just, he's in a, he's in a point right now where he's boxing by himself. Like, like there's nothing shock. But then after that shock, I started picking up, landing some power shots and arguably I think fight of the year so far, not pay-per-view number wise, but just like two guys in all out war. It was a good, it was a good ass fight. Damn, but you made it sound like my boy was on some rocky shit over there. So, oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Some, some ESPN reporter said, like, Joe Cordina has hit his flow. I was like, oh, like, they they, they must be linked in because they talking about the flow or in his zone. Or, I don't know. He said something. I was like, oh, shit. Like, so I'm not the only one seeing it. Like, this man right now is boxing. -ish. Like, boxing phenomenally. Oh, yeah, man. Well. It was an awesome weekend of fucking combat sports. Boxing was lit. Oof. I love me a I love me a lit ass weekend of boxing. If it wasn't for the fact that I had um so many finals. I got a final project due tomorrow, you would see me cutting the fuck up right now. Wow. Like a lit ass weekend of boxing is always a good gift. Yeah, and hopefully I mean we're not gonna have anything this weekend, but uh the next weekend I believe is Canelo Ryder. So that's gonna be a fun ass boxing fight. Okay, okay. Let me know. I got to get my Mexico shit on. Yeah, and of course, there was another WBC belt on the line. WCB made, WBC created another belt just for that fight. Yeah, so, I mean. Hey, they fucking up, man. They're my favorite. Like, they're my favorites, but they're fucking up. They're fucking up. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, I ain't got much else to say, kid. Hey, man, because it's been so fucking lit, man. Make sure y'all tune into other, other episodes, man. We got the MMA breakdowns for you, man. We just had our motherfucking first interview with Mr. Dre Miley. Make sure you go follow him at the One Eye Dragon on Instagram and Twitter. If you didn't know, we don't mind telling you again that this has been a Totally Blitz podcast, man. I'm your boy, Kev Waterboy, some boy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him concert. We just broke down the Tank versus Garcia fight for you. A lot of shit went down. If you don't have respect for Garcia, I don't have respect for you. But we're going to catch you on the next one. And I don't mind telling you, you, you and the dude that's hating on my dog Ryan in the back that he's a bitch.